0: on becoming of age the podcast
1: a cautionary tale listen to what they say then do the opposite your hosts colin flynn and john m craig
0: john michael craig i'm seeing great things in your future (laughs) that's one of the funniest things i've heard all day you know um here's what i'm thinking now i'm thinking probably we can probably maybe expand a little bit here at unbecoming of age and i think there's a promotion coming up for you oh yeah yeah as long as you're flexible
1: uh team player <laughs> you know that kind of thing i used to be flexible i used to be able to suck my own dick what <laughs> all right that's a callback tmi tmi yeah always um,
0: yeah so here's what i'm thinking i'm thinking possibly um how about how about senior vice president of the east coast region
1: that's my title
0: yeah i think we, we can add that as your title should, I, you know <laughs> being a co-host that's that's it sounds i it just just i don't think it's it's it completely describes you so i'm thinking yes svp east coast
1: region John east the entire
0: from, east coast yeah you got the whole east, east coast region. Eastern seaboard huh yeah yeah but the whole fucking thing is yours
1: with the og <laughs> stage right yeah that's exactly. right and that's pretty yeah. gangster because okay. i would have just been like northeast or tri-state area like new york new jersey connecticut you know yeah well i think we take the whole
0: east coast now if, if you would like to uh, at some point maybe you can hire somebody else uh out there to to work beneath you and you can give them uh, split off a, a chunk of it and give it to them that that might work but uh, you know I, what's the, whatever what's the, whatever you want to do it's your region
1: What's the, what's the what's the job description?
0: I, as duties as assigned. I think is what we're going to. Is it
1: for. duties as assigned, or do I make it up? Is it one of those jobs where I make it up and then somehow it just keeps expanding?
0: You could probably uh, get me a nice PowerPoint deck by tomorrow, and oh. uh, maybe we can <laughs> figure that out. What What does it pay? Uh, it seems, exactly, exactly, exactly what it pays it, now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. S- same part of same cool. percentage of what what this show brings in is still yours right but, yeah but <laughs> yeah have, yeah add that to your add that to your uh, to your resume as you will so yeah you last week now uh you were telling us all about how you're you're getting lucrative and shit <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> lack thereof is has uh-huh. the week gone better has this week gone better Another than the week gone better
1: yes so are you,
0: are you in your car
1: right now no i'm in the pool house but i have been in my car today i got okay. my car back today. back okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh i you know i had the uh four new pirelli tires which i was uh which my mommy bought for me about two and a half weeks ago and i'm 46 mm-hmm. and uh i got the road hazard on those um the road ha- hazard insurance so you don't have to pay to replace the full price of the of the. You don't have to pay the full price of the tire to replace them. You pay x amount based on like how long you've had the tires and the tread count. I don't know right. how
0: to figure that out. they still find a way to fuck you over. <laughs> you know, you paid above and beyond what the fucking tires are worth. Right. They still want to stick it to you, but right, not so, quite as
1: hard. Right. So uh, on Friday, uh, this this past Friday, whatever March second. Uh, I, during the nor'easter, I drove through that terrible pothole and got two flat tires. I didn't realize I had a second flat tire, I changed the rear passenger flat tire and the front one I drove on not realizing. And uh, it seems that uh, both of the rims, had. and then I got it towed uh, to Mavis discount tire. And uh, it turns out that my rims were both cracked. Well, one was cracked, and the other one they could probably hammer it out and fix it, but it would have taken some work, and they couldn't give me exact price quote, and it could have cost like a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars to do that work. So they were able to source two tires from Long Island. You know, they had scuffs on them, but they were junkyard, not
0: junkyard. Junkyard special? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah.
1: You to- yeah. So. Those were $105 each, we're at $210, $20 for, $20 for something, um, oh, for the replacement tire, so one tire was salvageable, there was no damage, it was the rim caused a leak, and then I don't know what the fuck happened, maybe the tire was fine when I first pulled over, and then, you know, the 35 minutes it took me to fucking change the tire and the terrible weather, and... That went flat, and so it cost me 380 with tax, $387. Now. Wow, expensive pothole. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I called the Jersey City Department of Public Works a couple of days ago. Shockingly, they got back to me Yeah, um, the next day, but they're not responsible for that road. The New <laughs> Jersey State <laughs> Department of Transportation is responsible for that road. And uh, I went to their website and couldn't find a phone number. Uh, I think I'm going to do a police report. I'll call the Jersey City Police Department. I'll do a police report and then I will follow up uh, with, it's not good. And uh, and then today the weather was the same as it was on Friday, actually worse. It was, uh, but I don't think they called it a nor'easter. So it started with rain and wind and then it became like sleet and hail and then it became snow. And since I had my car on the road, I did pick up, uh, I did four trips, uh, a few with Lyft and one with uh, Uber, pretty easy, not a lot of money, but, and then I just said, "Mm, I'm going home. I don't want to, I want to stay local and shut this down because I don't want to be driving at night in the dark, freezing roads, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's winter. It sucks. Yeah. So, So, um, so that you had, you had a big week as far as you threw a bunch of money back into the car And Mm so uh, we we should walk this back just a little bit. Yes. Okay. I don't think I'm going to divulge anything that you haven't talked about. So I'm going to do. Go ahead. Yep. I'm going to do you and about, we'll do like, I don't know. Go ahead. A couple bullet points. Mm -hmm. So um, John, uh, you've been divorced uh, a while, about like four-ish
1: years. Three. Uh, Holy shit. What's today? Uh, March seventh. Yes. In three days, it'll be exactly three years. Wow, you remember the date? Okay. No, yeah, I do. I absolutely remember the day, The date. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep.
0: Um, you got uh, downsized, laid off from uh, Bumble and Bumble. Many and years ago, like seventeen was, years was, ago. That was seventeen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just haven't been okay.
1: able to get back on my feet. <laughs> okay.
0: So no. what happened? Uh, how long is the? Okay. Um, you've been doing the freelance photo, video thing for how long with that?
1: Okay, so I was laid off from my job in late 2012. Um, let's call it let's call it um, August 2013. That's okay. when I was you know, and uh, and I started doing some freelance shooting backstage at Fashion Week. Some former colleagues that worked at the hair product company with me went on to other companies, and they would hire me to do that stuff. I would do some. And so I did that, and I wouldn't call it steady work, but I, I was traveling for a couple of companies and shooting a little bit here and there. So from uh, 2015, I'd say by 2000, end of 2015, two, early 2016, uh, maybe up to about 2016, I was doing that. And then it would be less and less. And then uh, 2016, I started doing Uber and Lyft, and I didn't do it enough. And then I don't know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't want to look back at it too much because no, no. Uh,
0: you did get. You mentioned at the end of the show last week, you got chummy with the credit card companies for a while. <laughs> chummy, it's of Chummy, Let's... You, got, you became very good friends. With, the, with yeah. the credit card people for Those a Those are my buddies. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, well, in the middle of that, you had a stroke, too, which was kind of a-, a Well, I mean, look, like that's that almost, that's coming up on two years.
1: That was uh, Memorial Day 2016. Okay. Yeah, May 31st, 2016. So and
0: through all of this, it's all gone on, and you've you've landed back where you started four years ago, sort of. Uh, and I, it sounds like you have a good relationship with your ex wife. You guys have been able to get along to the point where she said, Come stay in my pool house for six months and uh get your get your whatever she's saying. I don't know what is she what does she say? Get a job, I guess is what is she saying?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much it, it's like yeah figure something start, out. Yeah. Figure something out, start paying start paying, you know, your credit card bills, take care of your taxes get some like even part-time job that gives you benefits and uh you know i've been here for a week i haven't jumped on that just yet um and whatever i it just i i plan to you know look at trader joe's uh, trader joe's yeah, what's the other one? Um Whole Foods Whole and Foods. Uh, I've heard I've heard good things about the uh Costco pay. I think almost uh, I think the three of them start in the same ballpark range of 12 to 13 dollars an hour and I think they have a uh, generous uh benefits. The jobs themselves? No idea. No clue. No clue. I've so, I've shopped at all of those places?
0: Yeah uh i don't know uh, like i said the, the people at trader joe's uh i've talked about this or we have a little bit there. everybody mm-hmm. there seems really really happy when you when you go into trader joe's it's like they're all in the back doing uh molly or something there's a bunch of you know, <laughs> you know there's 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 a, a high level of happiness there that always strikes me as not odd really it's it's, it's actually pleasant but i just wonder where, where they uh, where they get the people from
1: I was not a big Trader Joe's guy, never have been. The first time I think I ever went to one was out in L.A. I didn't really understand it. I'm like, what is this place? It doesn't seem like a grocery store. It doesn't seem like, like a small market. It's somewhere in between. I don't get it. And I remember when I when I moved down here uh, and they opened one up, I went in and they would ring a bell. And I'm like, why are they ringing a bell? Like, what's that all about? I was very confused. Like, even the way you you go up to the to the register and... You push your car, and then they take your stuff out for you. It's like these short, like... Yeah. You know... Do I go on
0: this side it, or this side? It's a little confusing. I
1: don't know what person. side to go on. Yeah. yeah, it's a very strange place. And like you said, everyone seems pretty casual. It's kind of like the... Um, like Whole Foods. Like, when well, you know, a couple of years ago, I think it, might, it may have been my Twitter picture for a while, the Unbecoming of Age one, whatever the hell fucking... I don't, know, I don't even know who I am on Twitter. Um, I had... I was – I put my hair in braids, and I was uh, the James Franco character from Spring Breakers, the Harmony Corinne movie. And I had those in for about two weeks. So I would go to the kickboxing gym. It was cardio kickboxing. I couldn't get into the, you know, MMA MMA stuff. I would have been – no. I couldn't throw down. I could just run in circles with a bunch of ladies and kick and punch a bag, like a heavy bag. So
0: the the old ladies at the – the, that place, nobody choked you out or anything. As well. No,
1: I did get choked out once. Yeah, I, <laughs> did. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I, I. You know, so I wore my hair like that. I and I would. I said, "This is weird, right?" It was right around Halloween. That was the whole point. I went to my kids' elementary school in that costume. Nobody knew who I was. I remember talking to a friend of mine who lives in Williamsburg, and I sent him the picture, and he said, "Yeah, he was out." And he saw, like, 25 dudes with that same costume. But in the suburbs, they just thought I was a tourist. Even though I had, like, gold on my teeth and I had these stupid sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt and, like, a tank top. And they just thought I was a tourist. But like, all right. So, But when I had my hair like that, I'm like, this is cool. I kind of like this. I've never done, like, these cornrows. Where can I get a job? Like, I should apply for a job at Whole Foods right now. Because, I like, you see dudes like that. You see, like, like people with crazy, you know, like, the, the weekend, you know, I can't feel my face when I'm with you, that dude. yeah, Like, they've got that kind of hair and shit, you know, Bas- Basquiat. How do you say it? Like, that kind of hair. Yeah, free spirits. Yeah, yeah just, like, there's no discrimination, you know. Like, 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 McDonald's used to have, like, mentally challenged people working every now and again but it was rare but like whole Foods, it's like they're like four of them and you know they're not just putting the grocery carts away you know no, no. shopping carts the, I, so. I yeah I, I feel that in both
0: those places and you know i guess yeah. it depends on what you're you know, what you're looking for i you know um I was thinking about after you, you 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 kind of you bared your soul a lot last week in your time did us, i i didn't yeah, listen YouTube, to that yeah, episode there's a lot of stuff you were talking about that you hadn't mentioned before and i was thinking um i was like i, I was feeling uh i don't know if uh did i make you feel uncomfortable (laughs) well a little bit because i feel like i you know i should be uh um we we haven't ever met in real life and sometimes it's hard to get a read on somebody uh that that you haven't actually been around much and and knowing what you know whether somebody's looking for just somebody to listen or if they're looking for somebody (laughs) to say fuck you you fucker get a job or whatever you know (laughs) not looking for
1: anything yeah so well we're all looking no for no no i mean i i mean like I mean, I mean i'm like i'm looking i don't know what i'm like like i just throw this stuff out there like it's mostly facts you know like yeah you want to know what the fuck is wrong with me why am i broken <laughs> is that what you
0: want to know uh, yes and no um I, I, <laughs> ask no. whatever
1: you want so like i so need here, to hunt it down i need to hunt hunt it down and kill it before it kills me exactly i gotcha
0: now i was thinking this week because mm-hmm. I thought about this a lot. I was I, at first. I was feeling. I was feeling kind of bad for you a little bit. I was like thinking, okay, what can I do to, to uh, you know, to help? I guess is what I was thinking. <laughs> Nothing. And, and then I thought, wait a minute. This, this okay. So I remember this story. Uh, have you heard the story about the stick and the Bedouin? Have you ever heard this story? Sound familiar at all?
1: Apparently not. Wait, 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 wait. I it it mean, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know if I have.
0: Okay, so the Bedouin tribe, you know, in Africa, they're they're nomads, and they uh, you know travel throughout the, the desert on um, the Sahara, uh, and they have camels and, and tents, big. Ca- you know, we've all seen those in you know whatever some movie or something. Yeah, and yeah. so as they're traveling around, the, the desert gets cold. as fuck at night, so um, they get in their tent at night. And the reason they carry the stick is because they know the camels are outside. Their, their tent and they know that if the camel sticks his nose inside the tent if they don't do something about it um they've got to whack the the, the nose of the camel bam right away they like get the fuck out of here they, you know they just get on him right away because they know if the if he gets his nose in there then he pretty soon he's got his head in there and then both ears and pretty soon he's got his neck under there and eventually what happens is uh you you decide as a bedouin all right Fuck it, I'm going to let the camel into my tent. And so the camel comes in the tent. And what happens usually, uh, I guess, apparently, is later you, up, later you wake up outside the tent, and the camel is in uh-huh. the tent staying warm, and you're, you're outside uh-huh. sleeping in the yard. So what I was thinking was, John, metaphorically here, is the camel. He got his nose back in the tent. <laughs> and so I'm thinking probably you know, it's possible that you may end up in the house, and she may end up in the pool house, possibly, <laughs> because of this this theory that I've got. And uh-huh. I thought, your situation right now is actually, it's, it's fucking perfect. You have, <laughs> it's not it, bad, it's not bad. I mean, you have, you have, you're not, a lot of people when they get to, to like age 45 or so, they feel really stuck. And they feel like, oh, my God, this is like, what? Am I going to do this for another fucking 20 years? What the fuck is my life? That You know, the middle age crisis comes along and, and people are, you know, they flip out and they don't know what the fuck to do. And I'm thinking, you have just kind of, I wouldn't say rock bottomed, but you've gotten to this point where you're not stuck you can do just about anything you want to at this point. If you want to work at fucking Trader Joe's, if you mm-hmm. want to cut your hair and shave every day and go fucking sell cars or <laughs> whatever the fuck it is that you decide to do, it's all there. So, I mean, this is perfect. You're in mm-hmm. a good shape. You're, you're in a good position. You
1: no, know, I, I, I don't think I'm in a bad space. It was like I, all of a sudden the Tom Petty song Into the Great Wide Open just popped into my head. It's all right. Like, you know, like, so, so Irene... You know, my current ex girlfriend, whatever she is, um, down in New Orleans, she and I will message one another on WhatsApp. And it's sort of sporadic. And I had forgotten her birthday and I whatever. I had never known her birthday, or maybe I had once, but I don't remember. We never spent her birthday together. And uh, she's going back and forth. And she's like, I feel sorry for you if you're like trapped. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no, not really, actually. I mean, it's it's a very strange thing. It's like, I'm home, but it's not my home, you know, and, you know, even today I was in the house and I was loading the dishwasher and I'm one of these like uh, dishwasher Tetris guys, one of these like dishwasher fascist Nazi fuckers that needs to like, you put shit in, I need to rearrange it because you didn't put it in right, right? Like there's a more efficient way. That big bowl that will take like 30 seconds to clean by hand cannot go in the dishwasher. That is yeah. not the place for it. That's the because. In you. The it's there's down. yeah because there's too much like there's that's taking up too much space and it's blocking the water flow man like that's <laughs> fucked up I'm not saying I'm right but you're wrong um, <laughs> so so I asked her I was in the house because uh, my ex-wife worked from home today because of the shitty weather and I uh, I said can I can I rearrange some stuff in the dishwasher and she's like no it's my house it's my dishwasher i was like i just asked a question like cool she won't let me do her laundry like i can use i can come in use the kitchen because this doesn't have a full kitchen you know there's no stove there's no oven i could put a microwave in i could put my toaster oven in here i haven't yet but so i go in the house and and that's cool and i can use the washer dryer and i do my laundry and because i just moved i had a lot of laundry to do and sort of going through stuff and i've done the kids laundry and she may have some there too But a lot of her laundry is dry cleaning. So, and she saw me doing her laundry, the laundry one. She's like, I can do my own laundry. Don't do my laundry. I don't understand. Like, why? Like, all right, that's cool. Like, if she doesn't want to do her, can I at least do? I don't know. Like, can i do like the kids laundry like i don't even want to get into it like i just feel like i'm getting scolded like for trying to help out right if i'm around wouldn't that make your life easier because you leave at 6 a.m and get home at seven thirty 30 p.m okay you like doing the laundry good for you and then uh the other day i was doing laundry and i was cleaning like uh these brown uh, sheets um they were like I don't know, they weren't even that new. My sister gave them to me recently, for my my daughter had a queen size, no, a full size. I don't know what size bed she had. Whatever they were, they were the same size as my daughter's bed at the apartment, which I've since gotten rid of. And um, she, so I put them in and she has these white dish towels. They're not new, they're relatively small, little square dish towels. And there were two of them in in the stairs going down to the basement. I picked them up and I threw them in the wash with the brown sheets. And then when I took them out of the dryer, the white dish towels were brown. <laughs> they, were, they they weren't even brown. They were kind of like a like an off red, like kind of like an earthy reddish brown kind of deal. Definitely not white anymore. They were not white. <laughs> and I took them and I put them in the pool house and I hid them because like the, like seriously like i hit them because i'm like i'm like i don't wanna i don't want to get in trouble i was gonna even tell my daughter but i was gonna i was gonna tell kylie i said kylie I think uh, this is why your mom doesn't want me to do the do the laundry because i'm gonna fuck it up we've got no we've got nowhere to go here john but uh. like, yes so like so i you know, but, so so it's like i'm home but i'm not home like last night I don't know what happened. I, I I fell asleep relatively early for me, maybe like ten o'clock, ten thirty. I don't even remember. I watched I watched this movie. I, maybe I fell asleep on the couch. I watched this movie. Good times. Did you Did you see this movie? Good time? No. Oh, it's these brothers the safety brothers and it had robert pattinson you know robert pattinson the british actor yeah who, who, do, who, yeah. who was like dating Kristen stewart before she was lesbian like yeah, they were got, in the they were they, in the movies yeah, yeah. Was the the vampires, right? well, the was vampires it? in the yeah the twilight movies yeah right right so he plays this new york guy who's was like a bank robber and he's got this like mentally challenged brother who's played by one of the co-directors one of these safety brothers it's real dark and it's that that film, that film production company A24. They're doing a lot more movies now. I don't really know exactly who they are. I don't know if they're a British company, but it's like these like lower budget independent films. And Robert Pattinson was really good in it. And his side is It's literally and figuratively dark. And it looks like they cast like they even had like someone doing street casting, so they must have like real people in it. And um, it was kind of intense. I liked it, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a good time movie or an uplifting film. And I don't know, it didn't make me feel any sort of way or emotional, but I fell asleep on the couch and then I went upstairs and I had the craziest dreams. I don't remember much of the dreams and nobody wants to hear about dreams, but I'm telling you, everybody I think I've ever met in my life was in that dream. like right. i don't know what happened i just know that like kenny coogan who titled my kareem abdul <laughs> picture was there the wu-tang clan was there you were there like my ex my current girlfriend ex-girlfriend my ex ex-girlfriend my my ex-wife the kids and i woke up at like 3 34 in the morning with like i felt like heart palpitations or i don't know if i dreamt that like it was this i i wanted to get up and check my blood pressure but i don't even know if that shit was real like i'm like i i, I, I almost felt like i was gonna die but i didn't know and i had nowhere to turn i was just like I, I was like, it was almost hot in here, and I didn't have the heat on, and it. it's really cold in this pool house. So, anyway, it, it's it's like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no place like home. Well, I am home, but I'm not home. It's very surreal, the whole experience.
0: Well, they say uh, darkness sometimes restores <laughs> what light cannot repair. So I think the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell I pulled that out of. But. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> it, it, it sounded good. It sounded very convincing. So it's the like,
0: dream thing. The dream thing. It's you're, you're working shit out. You've got all. You've you've had a lot of stuff in your plate. So it's like, uh, how are you? I I that?
1: have, and uh, you know, I look. I, I again, I feel pretty good. Like I haven't had these moments of like despair. You know, I I haven't been sad or depressed. I'm just I'm, right now. I'm just struggling to get through all the stuff. Like i i got like one of those like rolling there's no closets in this place in the pool house the two stories so i got one of those like uh you know commercial um racks like clothing racks on wheels they fold up you know yeah and uh i put all of my hanging clothes uh and i had these suits and i was wearing these suits they were like uh 43 regular, and they were giant. I was swimming in them. I mean, I even had a fucking tuxedo that's a double-breasted, double-breasted tuxedo. Like, I don't know if I used to buy clothing big. I, I was heavier, but I wasn't that big, you know. <laughs> so it's like I'm swimming. I'm like, all right, get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that. Like, there's so much I can get rid of, you know. And it, and it will feel freeing, but it's it's a process for me. It, like, yeah, I'm not, it, like, hanging on to the stuff. I just, like. It seems
0: like you're going through sort of a, a incremental thing. It's like this Japanese, uh, where they call it kaizen. You're familiar with that? I think I've heard like, of it. Spelled like K-I-A, Z-E-N, kaizen, which is this. Uh, they, they use it a lot in in companies. The Japanese teach this stuff, uh, and the idea is that you just you, you, things improve any, a small increment at a time. So like one percent improvement uh, a, a day, kind of thing. So what you're doing is you're just working working some of this stuff out. And by the time six months rolls along, I think
1: bam, bam. <laughs> I feel like, yo! I came through the other side, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah
0: so yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a weird, I had a weird bathroom experience tonight. Um, weird, weird men's room thing that went on. Um, where? Okay, so we went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We go to this place uh, that's a nice restaurant here in, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's a place called Black Sheep. Okay, and uh, it is it is really a, a cool old brick building uh the story on the building I, I was reading this they had this like little historical plaque in there and uh they said that the person that built the building uh, probably like 100 years ago I think there was actually a date on there i don't remember what it was but um they decided instead of just using regular red brick this guy wanted to use those uh, like paver style bricks purrington pavers or something like that they're called there's these huge um like a double thick red brick and he built the whole thing out of Mm -hmm. that and they had a cutaway of the wall that showed that this stuff was i mean this thing's going to be there for you could hit this thing with a with a tank and it's still going to be there anyway beautiful building um they spent a lot of money restoring it um just really incredible so anyway long story short we're there and i've got to go to the got to go to I get up and I go to the bathroom, and uh, we walk into this place, and they've got a pretty long uh, long set of urinals in the bathroom. And so when I walk in there, the place is called Black Sheep, I look and I see that um, there's a. All the, all the urinals are white, except for one. Like the second one from the end, it's black. Like the Black Sheep. Okay, they're, they're, it's a cute little thing that they're doing here. Huh? Yeah, they're gonna have one black urinal, the Black Sheep of the bunch. And I thought. God, that's cool. I just, it, I thought, you know, whoever thought this up, brilliant. But um, I looked, I had, I had to blow my nose too, and so I went over to grab a tissue. That uh, a, you know, spot where you wash your hands and all that stuff. And the tissue was there, and I picked the tissue up, and I would kind of blow my nose. And I looked over, and there's some guy had snuck in behind me, and he was pissing in the black urinal. Well, I had already made up my mind mentally. I'm pissing in the black urinal. I, you know, it just seemed uh-huh. like. I, If that's a choice i'm gonna wait for it this guy (laughs) i don't know i've never this this was the longest urination Mm -hmm. in the history of mankind I'm, I'm, i'm waiting i'm thinking but then he kind of gives me this look he's like doing the over the shoulder sort of glance thing like what's this guy waiting for there's like eight urinals here well i'm waiting for the same thing he walked in and out of all these urinals he picked the black one and I'm thinking, well, fuck you. I want
1: to <laughs> use the black one. And, <laughs> How, uh, where is it located? Like, is it the well, last one? Is it no, the middle one? No, no, no. There's,
0: there's like, and that's what they did that I thought was good, too, because there's like seven white ones, and then there's a black one, and then there's two. So there they're like 10 of them total, probably. So there's like two white ones on the other side. So he's got two on the right, nobody's using, seven on the left, or six on the left, and then he's got the, the black one. But I, I don't know. I just, I just had it in my head I was going to pee in the black one. And then... <laughs>
1: By the way, by the way, I'm gonna. I, I one day I'm gonna isolate certain things. One day I'm gonna pee in the black one.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just it seemed like the thing yeah. to do. But then it um, got really uncomfortable because he was obviously uh, he was realizing that there was there was some reason I was just standing there, and then he was I could see that he was tensing and getting uncomfortable, um, but he still kept, I was hearing the pee, I was hearing, you know, there were still, <laughs> he still had content, was, uh, <laughs> there was mm-hmm. still stuff going on, but um, eventually I just, I, I chickened out, I just thought, all right, so I went down. You to, gave up? I went down to the white one on the other end, and then um, I thought, I hope I have to pee again before we leave here, but you know, I... <laughs> I didn't. So I didn't get my chance. I, I lost my chance. But I made that guy feel really, really uncomfortable for a while.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to go back there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> I came back to pee in the black urinal.
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I should. But, uh, I'm going to. The, the other thing they did, they have they have a. Um, they, they have their logo. They've got this sheep logo, this black sheep logo that's uh, pretty pretty well done. I like the way it, it, it looks and everything. When they did the wallpaper in the place... Uh, he took that logo somewhere and had them make wallpaper that's with their logo on the wallpaper. So the wall goes up with tile about to where my eyes are, and then it's wallpaper above that, and the wallpaper is their logo on the wallpaper all over, which I thought was really cool. They, they, you know, I think good attention to detail. They they spent some money on this place, and they they, they do a really good job, so I don't know. Is it a, a, a one-off restaurant? It is a one-off restaurant. Yeah, they've got a little micro brewery pub sort of thing that's connected to it, and, uh, mm-hmm. and the main restaurant. They're always busy. It's eh, it's not like super pricey, but you know, it's um, you, you get a steak for um, forty-five <laughs> bucks, maybe for a steak, but, which you know some people might think that's a lot, but you can also eat in there for you can get a hamburger for probably twelve bucks or something like
1: that. That's good actually. So I, I'm. Um, it it looks like uh i mean here when i googled it it says black sheep social club do they actually call it the black sheep social club
0: uh i haven't heard of anybody add the social club part to it but i think that is actually somewhere on their sign
1: Uh, i do like the logo uh the building looks really nice and uh i love the website i haven't even seen the website the website well i love the name of the website the url i am the black sheep oh really that's fucking... That's like... They didn't have... They couldn't get blacksheep.com. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I wonder if it's uh, the the um, hip-hop band, the rap band Black Sheep from the 90s. <laughs> I wonder...
0: Uh, i don't know the the, uh, the story I heard that the guy had inherited a bunch of money somewhere and he spent uh, as an example of, of spending a lot of money on the building uh he went to some place i guess in Chicago apparently and looked at old uh, uh, old buildings of that era that were still in really good shape and this place had been a furniture store for a lot of years it was really pretty beat up mm-hmm. inside and uh he researched what tile floors looked like in you know 1920 or something like that, and took a bunch of pictures. And then he hired company a company to come in and actually recreate those old 20 style mm-hmm. tile floors with the like I don't know if they're hexagonal or or maybe mm-hmm. the like the five sides. What do you call it? Pentagon shaped. What is that? Five sides. Um, anyway.
1: Um, yeah, it's that's roughly what they are. Five or six sides. It looks they look great. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: It's like it's you know it's a brand new looking version of mm-hmm. something you just don't see done mm-hmm. these days in a, in a building like that. It's just it's incredible. So yeah, it was a nice place. I did not get to pee in the black sheep toilet. Do they have a picture of the black sheep
1: toilet or the black the black toilet? I'm googling right now. Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, the brewery looks great. Like. Yeah, it's really yeah, really, it's really, really nice, and it looks like it's been there. You know, you look on the interior; it looks like it's been there a lot longer than it has. Yeah, I think it's been open now for maybe a couple years, something like that. It's uh, yeah. I don't see new. the black urinal. I mean, I could do black sheep, cedar Rapids, black urinal. You know, someone's taking a picture there, right? <laughs> you would think so. Although, I would hope so. <laughs> you know,
0: maybe taking pictures in the bathroom is uh, verboten. I think it is in some places.
1: Yeah. You know? I like this. There's a a, a clock on yes. the floor of the tile when you walk in uh, so i guess that 1914 refers to the year of the original building maybe
0: i would guess yeah uh, yeah it sounds guess, about right bit based on the yeah. way it looks
1: yeah it's pretty cool um yeah. the up above there
0: on the second or third level they've got uh, some loft apartments up there as well so yeah it's pretty cool i, I like it a lot i saw that your um your uh, guy you were talking about um, michael shannon yes yes the the actor who's uh the shape of water shape of water most recently always
1: plays the same scary fucking foreboding evil character
0: he was was in uh boardwalk empire he was the crazy killer in boardwalk empire he was uh uh batman versus superman he was on that um I'm trying to remember the character. I didn't see that. that. Anyway, yeah, he plays that same kind of scary guy. Uh, during the uh, Oscar ceremony, <laughs> did you uh-huh. read any of this, see what was going on? Uh-uh. He was uh, in Chicago, and uh, he, they, somebody spotted him at this, like, fucking dive bar in Chicago. He's just uh, hanging out with this place. They had a TV, but they didn't have the sound turned on. And uh, he's sitting, they got a picture of him, he's got like this uh, puffer jacket and he's sitting at the bar and he looks really disheveled. He's got a big, just a, well, it looks like, you know, some kind of uh, lawnmower beer, some kind of like Pabst or something in front of him, a glass of uh, just regular old beer. And uh, he's looking up at the TV, so he's, he's reading the closed captioning stuff and watching that, sitting all by himself. At a uh, dive bar in
1: Chicago. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm thought, reading this. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm like, really? That's just bizarro world that he he would spend the evening like that. But he apparently does not give a fuck <laughs> about awards or being there.
1: Yeah, I see a picture of him with uh yeah watching it from a dive bar. That is fucking awesome that's yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the film that he was in was nominated for like 13 Oscars, one like yes. I don't know how many. I mean they they won like uh, they every one that the every Oscar they won. It's one of the few movies that I've seen seemed well deserving, you know, like production design, score, um cinematography. So a lot of that was great. That was uh, my,
0: that was my first look at the movie. Any scenes from it was to do when I was watching that and the, the, Costume for that fish thing was like me I thought that's the dorkiest looking fucking thing I've ever seen. I know if you watch the whole movie it 's probably different, but if you see just a scene out of it, you know it looks like the creature from the the, 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 lagoon black, lagoon. Or, uh, the black lagoon the black or lagoon or
1: yeah, absolutely yeah. does, but it 's a modern version of it but i mean didn't i didn't I talk about this on the show i don't know if we did or not but it
0: it struck me as really just strange, and I was joking around with the guys at work I was saying you know, at one point they were probably considering uh hiring somebody a really good actor to to dress up and not saying he's not but maybe somebody you know like a daniel day lewis who would have really got into the character and then they mm-hmm. thought, eh,
1: fuck it, well just, you know so it's a rubber suit <laughs> it's you know it's interesting because it's um i i listened i've heard interviews with the guy that played the 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 fish creature the fish right? creature yeah Right, his name is Doug Jones. Uh, he's guy's probably 57, 58. seven, fifty eight. He's been doing this for thirty years. He's like this just tall, thin, lanky, bald guy. And these are the types of characters he plays. And I think he's actually playing a, a version of Nosferatu soon. But like, he kind of wants to be in a film. Like, he, he I, I think I heard him on possibly on that uh, NPR uh, Fresh Air. I don't think Terry Gross interviewed him but someone did and he he's very a very interesting guy like he it was um he had to play he couldn't use he didn't speak right he really had to communicate like physically communicate and the female lead she's a mute so she signs and how they communicated and it was really interesting like um how he to play this part you know and 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 the connection between these two characters like the more i thought about it and after hearing this interview and an interview with um oh fuck who's the guy the character actor that's in everything he was in flirting with disaster you know he plays like this gay neighbor of the female lead and uh richard jenkins and uh i'm like fuck really like and I love Guillermo del Toro. He's got a great sense of humor. I mean, like almost all of the films I've ever watched, he's pretty good, like Hellboy, and and it's not even the genre that I like, but uh, he's great and he has a great sense of humor. And uh, I,
0: it's, I don't know, I'm I'm still not getting a read off it. I, I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it. I'm not. Just, I'm just thinking my initial reaction is I'm going to hate it because <laughs> uh, I. Cause I I I what's I keep thinking of Birdman uh, and I I, was, I love Birdman you yeah, don't like it I, dude, I was so I fucking, fucking pissed at the it, end man. of that thing I was like oh my god you got to be fucking kidding me really I was like yeah just it was dorky at the end I I thought that when, the last scene in the movie was like I was like throwing popcorn at the screen it's like get out of here you <laughs> fucking <laughs> uh, but I don't know. And I, I had high hopes personally for that because I'm a big Michael. I Keaton I love fan. Michael Keaton. I
1: fucking yeah, love Michael Keaton. I do too. I just and that... and I don't know. There was just something about that character, that actor, Edward Norton. I think is a great actor, but I kind of like personally feel like he's probably a dick and difficult, but yeah. he's really good. And uh, Emma Stone was so good in it. But what I really liked about it was I liked I liked that like fucking ob- obnoxious in your face jazz like score that was always there. And I loved like the theater and how confining it was and how this guy is, um, you know, is at this different point in his career and he's trying to be an artist and he's trying to be an actor. And it's like, he'd been this successful, famous actor and, It seemed like there was some sort of parallels between the character and Michael Keaton. Like, he was very well cast in it. You know, having played Batman, and, like, he played, like, this Birdman character. And now he's so defined by it, and he's trying to get out of there, but yet he's in this confining box on a stage. And, like just the way it was shot like, yeah it, they
0: did that one shot thing basically the camera just moved and it just yeah, yeah. like a
1: lot of steady cam moving through these narrow corridors the relationship he had with his daughter like i loved it like i'm just maybe i'm just a pretentious douchebag and maybe it really sucked <laughs> and i didn't yes. know but i was like maybe i thought like the same reason i listen to npr but like i'm getting sick of the npr one app and the news on npr it always feels like the same but but it may i don't know maybe they're I didn't see the Revenant. I didn't see the one with the the bear and bear? Yeah, Tom good. Hardy. And uh, I did like the, that. I like that. Yeah.
0: It was yeah, the, the it cinematography, and that was was fantastic. And it was just that you know, the, talk about two opposite movies. You got one that was just all about the huge. Space that is the West, you know. And they they did some shots in that movie that you know you, you all it was there for was just the beauty and, and the loneliness uh, and the just wide open that is is you know the West, I guess. And now you got that other one that uh, you know with Birdman, where like you said, everything was like he's going down the hallways and everything's closed in and it's tight and it gives you sort of a maybe it's maybe it's my claustrophobia that made me not like that as much as anything. I I had um, I had an MRI done once. just continue yeah and okay so uh i I didn't really think about it i didn't really ask anybody about it uh what 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 was going to go on so much uh didn't even ask like the doctor or whatever i knew that they were going to put me in in this uh tube thing sort of um i wasn't sure how far or whatever what you know what what exactly was going to go on in there but uh so i get to the to the uh to the room where they're doing it and um the nurse asked me are you claustrophobic and i said no (laughs) Uh, 'Cause as far as I knew I wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, no, I'm not claustrophobic. Uh-huh. I was thinking, you know, I I can lay in bed with it. Covers over my head or something like that. You know, it's not you know, confining or anything that I freak out on. I've mm-hmm. never, never felt yeah. like I was claustrophobic before. But right. um, so I've got to go in because it's my shoulder that they're trying to do this MRI thing on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they lay lay me you know down on the platter thing uh, that that slides into that goes into the into the uh, apparatus. And they wanted me to be, of course, you got to be very still. And they put my arms crossed in front of me like I was dead. And then um, they kind of wrap you in this uh, blanket thing. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that you can't move and uh so she says uh i think she even asked me at one point if i wanted to, to any sedation and i said no mm-hmm. i'm still not not panicked at this point at all I'm not right. even thinking okay big i'm thinking just get in there let's get this done let's get out uh you know kind of pissed more than anything i guess would right. be where i'm at at this point but she gives me also she gives me this button she she goes if at any point uh things seem like something you don't want to be doing push the button and she goes also we'll be piping in a little air right around your your face areas there so you you can breathe well i said all right great so we get in there and this thing moves really slow and it makes all kinds of noises like this yeah (coughs) Uh and it's you know it's moving slow as hell and it finally gets in towards the end and for and this i realized that the tube is like a half an inch from my nose and even though they're pumping air and all the stuff is going on i just it was like i started to. Fucking panic, and I'm thinking, I I can't push this button. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna puss out. I'm not gonna fucking you know I'm not gonna do it. And I sat there, and if they would have had a heart monitor on me, I bet I was pumping 200 a minute. It was like I was so fucking freaked out. Um, I didn't hit the button. Um, It started to move back, but what I didn't realize when it moved back, it goes back a little bit, and then it goes Mm. forward again. They, Mm -hmm. They do this back and forth thing. Oh, man, it just freaked me the fuck out. When I got out of there, I was like, I could have ran out of that room. I was like, holy shit, you fucking people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, when when I had my stroke, this is almost two years ago, I had to have an MRI. It was the second MRI I'd ever had. The first MRI I had was on my knee, and it was fine, because I went in feet first, and I just went up to my waist. All right, right, cool, no big deal. So, when I had my stroke uh, and it's time to get my MRI, they're going to put me in head first. Same kind of deal. You want to listen to music? You can listen to whatever. Okay, fine. You can't bring your phone in, but they have like headphones, whatever. No, whatever. It's cool. And they said, Are you claustrophobic? I was like, No, I'm not claustrophobic. And then I go into this machine and they say it's going to be like 10 minutes. Well, first of all, they're fucking liars because it was like 25 fucking <laughs> yes, minutes. Okay. They do right. Are. And you can't move. And it's like they're doing a brain thing. And it's like this fucking. So, and I realize it's important because I've had a fucking stroke. Okay, maybe it was a transient ischemic attack. I don't fucking know. I'll never know. This is why I don't tell the story to help people. Because did you really have a stroke? The whole time I'm telling people I have a stroke. Maybe I didn't have a stroke. Um, But there's a spot on my brain, and, and I'm in there. And it's like 10 minutes, and I'm like... And I'm the same as you. I've got the button. I've got the button in the hand, and I want to push it. I want to push it. I want to push it. I'm like, no, you had a stroke. You had a stroke. You had a stroke. No, no, no. They need to do this. They need to, do this. You need to be very still. And I'm not very fucking still in life. You can tell sometimes when the show fucking progresses. Fucking Lopez talked about it. I get a little fucking... So I'm, and I'm like in there, and I'm like, don't press it. And I'm like... I press it. I press it. Like, you you okay? we were almost there. I'm like, he, he. I had no concept of time, <laughs> and exactly what you said, because he's just like, it's just like like five more minutes. I'm like, it's been like twenty. It's probably, it probably was three. I have no fucking idea, no sense of time. And I'm like, it's like and it's exactly what you said. And the sound is more. It's like, eh, 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 eh. and then yes. there's banging.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: what the fuck is that? Clocking. What the fuck? Why are you banging on it? And I'm like, uh, is everything okay? Like, what's going? on I'm like trying to talk like a ventriloquist. i be like, when the fuck can I get the fuck out of here? Have you got the fucking picture yet? It doesn't take this long to take a fucking picture, okay? The technology—it's fucking 2016. We can do this, and we can do it in a better way. And it gets to the point where I gotta—I just fucking—and then I press the button again. I said, I'm done. I'm done. No, it's just like. Five more minutes. I'm like, no, no, not five more minutes. I would rather die than be in this machine one more second. And I used to say that if I get a time machine, I really want a fucking time machine. Not because I'm living (laughs) in my ex-wife's pool house and I want to be married. Because I want a time machine so I can go back and buy very expensive property, inexpensive property at the time, in Manhattan, and be a fucking mogul, okay? <laughs> and then and then I'll kill Hitler. And then after that MRI, I'm going to go back. I'm going to murder, I don't care how many lives of the fucking MRI machine, I'm going to murder the fucking motherfucker that invented the MRI machine because that shit is fucking evil, fucked up shit. I don't care. Like, no, it's m- all made up. Let's just die as infants. Who gives a fuck, okay? But survival is finished. give you a panic button, and then when you panicked, Yeah. They wouldn't let they you. Free, out. They, they get they're pissed at you. They're you like, down. they're like, yo, it'd be like, yo, I'm gonna get in trouble now, cause you didn't get through the MRI. It makes me look bad, and I got a review process. So fuck you. I hope you have another stroke. <laughs> I hope you die. No, it was just oh, this weird. Man. Like you're trying to pressure me. Like it was just a very awkward thing. <laughs> <laughs> that just that just reminded me of the most random shit like so you know my um my kids have a dog my the dog's name is is ha- is harry right it's got a it's got a man's name like an old man's name and harry is a um a mix one of those like uh, fancy dogs you know like uh it's not a poodle and it's not a shih tzu it's a shih tzu poodle a a sheep who yeah yeah and it's it's an adorable little dog but it looks kind of like a dwarf like a little midget right it's got this little like you know it's like do we represent the lollipop guild it's got that kind of look and like like a tough guy little and and it's it's cute when it was a puppy i was still married this is it's a dog's like somewhere around seven eight years old um puppy swallowed something and uh wasn't really well, was like it was a puppy, but it was lethargic and whatever. So I and it was on a weekend and I had to take it to um the emergency vet. And the room was like underground, but there was a window up top, right? So it was like kind of below, you know, ground level, but there was a little window and it would so there was a little bit of light peeking through. And I'm sitting on a small little chair in the corner and the the person working there the vet was like telling me like basically it was like a 24 like 1500 procedure to get whatever it was they took an x-ray and there was something inside so it was like uh, one of those like 50 cent vending machine toys it turns out that it was a like a rubber alien brain kind of thing <laughs> that the dog had swallowed you oh know kids you get to buy the shit and this little 50 cent thing was going to cost like fifteen hundred dollars and he's like, I, I don't want to pressure you or anything. I don't want to like. Uh, and I was literally sitting in a corner with light coming through, and they're basically telling me, me that my small children's dog is gonna die if I don't say yes. <laughs> I was so stressed, and I think I called max wife, and I'm like, I don't know. It's gonna cost like fifteen hundred dollars. Like the dog already cost like twelve hundred, and it's only a couple of weeks old. Like. And, and I said no and somehow made it through, like, the next n- night and a half and then had it done for, like, a few hundred. But it was, like, you know, not trying to pressure you, and I'm literally sitting in a corner like a child. So, like, like, I was like, am I making the worst decision? What if this dog dies? My kids are young. They would have been couldn't fine. get it, couldn't go, It couldn't pass through it couldn't pass this thing it was just it this, might have you know, eventually I mean. it
0: may have eventually there was this news story today about some guy in, in england that they uh okay this seems like a most impossible thing in the world to me but um this guy was arrested for uh drugs and apparently he swallowed the drugs so they take him into jail uh and they're gonna wait for him to to pass the drugs he's gonna shit out whatever he, uh-huh. he has yeah. in him the guy didn't take a dump for 47 fucking days they finally really yes they let him out they had to let him out they t- had to take him to a hospital and they dropped the how? charges i guess they were there but <laughs> the drop the charges part i don't get because you know they held him there that long and the guy held out that
1: long which i don't how get. did he, he do that i said he, sh- he was
0: eating too they said how do you
1: eat and then not shit for, for that did one. he secret did he secretly shit and then eat his own shit like was like like seriously like there's got to be something like is this was dave was it david blaine <laughs>
0: I don't know, man, but it was like the most bizarre story, and I read that. I thought, that seems impossible. I've got a friend that um, has uh, been a uh, UPS driver for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I guess UPS doesn't really... Uh, they, they don't get much of a chance very often to to use the facilities, and he said, yeah, yeah, he said it really fucks with your with your body you know things mm-hmm. things start to go south on you because mm-hmm. you know, whichever you know one'sies or twosies, whichever one you're holding it's just yeah, not a good thing, but um very often i, I guess they've got you know, a policy you can't be like going to a business and then here's your package, can I use your bathroom uh they don't let you do that and uh so i I don't know. If the guy was in there, if he, if he, I, and I'll no. just offer this up right now, if you're a UPS guy and you come <laughs> deliver me a package, if you've
1: got to take a dump, you can use my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine with that. By the way, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and I found I found the story you're telling me about man suspected of swallowing drugs wins standoff with police after refusing to use toilet for 47 days. Lamar Chambers, two R's, by the way, like the made-up name. By the way, this is not a real story. Fake news. Uh, <laughs> swallowing a stash of drugs. What drugs? Has one is freedom. Wow. A 24-year-old impressed. refused to take laxative or be X-rayed during his time in custody, but continued to eat and drink. The Essex police tweeted yeah. daily updates of what they described as "poop watch." I want to read those tweets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: bizarre! That's like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no, no, that that guy, that guy, good for him, good for him. I yeah. I don't care what kind of drugs they are. I don't know how many. I don't care how many children have died because of the drugs that he's dealt. Good for him. <laughs> well what done. Kind of That's drugs, one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What kind of drugs they are? We don't know. We're just feeling really good that he held out. Literally. Yeah, (laughs) They also, uh, there's another weird one I saw today, another story as well. They found uh, a message in a bottle. Did you hear about this one?
1: (laughs) No, Uh, fake news. uh,
0: No, it's real. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't know if anything's
1: real, but uh,
0: this was, the the story was reported that they found a message in a bottle in, uh, it was like on the beach in, I think it was Perth. Australia is where they found this, on a beach. And um, it was a uh, message that had been in a put in a Dutch gin bottle. And mm-hmm. it was uh, the oldest message in a bottle now that's ever been discovered. It was from 1886. So that thing floated around somewhere before it washed up on shore 131 years, mm-hmm. which is a long-ass time for a message
1: to get to somebody, I would say. But mm-hmm. you know, it was, and I, I'm imagining that both both the uh, the sender and the recipient are not with us anymore. Well, the sender,
0: I think, she, I think she, she wrote, um, "Bill, please pick up
1: milk." <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking at the bo- i looking at the bottle. It's it's a nice looking bottle, um, and uh, it's pretty awesome. The note was damp, rolled tightly, and wrapped with string. Yeah, they, they said that they tried it out, and we,
0: oh, yeah, There nice. was Apparently, at that point, there was some uh, scientific thing that was going on, and they had a, um, a boat that was commissioned to go out and dump these messages off somewhere out in the Atlantic, and then they were trying to track where they came up and how long it took, and they were trying to track ocean currents or something like that. Um, most of them, obviously, would have been found by now, but this one, they said, just had, apparently just had washed up for whatever was reason. Was it worth anything? No. Well, I suppose, you know, <laughs> I, guess. I, mean, I mean, intrinsic value, it has to be there for sure. But yeah, that's a long ass time. I, I, and the gin bottle, I, you can see the picture of that? You're looking at that now? I was, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it struck me as it looks like a uh, almost like a modern gin bottle. That's why I was almost ready to call bullshit on myself because we get this stuff called Uncle Val's Botanical Gin, which is excellent, by the way. If you ever get a chance to check it out, if you drink gin, it's uh, it's quite good. Anyway, the Uncle Val's bottle looked very much like the old Dutch bottle that uh, that washed up there. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: You know, it's just. Uh, you were mentioning this old bottle that is uh that looks like modern gin uh, i mean modern bottles um and and uh, i just i heard a story probably on npr um that uh that Sidney frank i don't know if he, he, he i don't know if he died or whatever he's the guy that sold gray goose for like two billion dollars wow. wow he so, was sold yeah gray goose was sold to bacardi for more than two billion dollars hmm. cash Yikes. Now I don't know why this is in the news. Like I don't know why this is a thing at five twenty on Sunday morning in the summer of nineteen ninety six. Huh? Yeah, I don't know why this is a thing. I I, I was kind of passively listening, but I was like, when I I'm like, and then whatever whatever podcast whatever I was listening to, um, they they actually um did a thing where they made the the people on the podcast the guys on the podcast made their own vodka, really. All right yeah and they sent it to a lab and then they like had the lab analyze it like they had a, a like a really cheap inexpensive um, uh, vodka um, I think gray goose and then the podcasters vodka where they just like, watered it down and whatever. And apparently the cheap vodka was rated number one. This is not on taste. This is just in a lab test. And then they talked to someone at Grey Goose and someone at Grey Goose in marketing said, well, because it was taken, it was decantered out of our bottle, blah, 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 blah. blah. And And, and you just think like, I think a big, it seems that these days a big part of um, the liquor business is marketing. You know, whether it be something as, like, the Jägermeister, which is fucking shit as far as I can tell, Fireball. Like, do you know how many times I see, like, little fucking bottles of fucking, you know, two-ounce bottles of Fireball just in fucking parking lots? i told you that story a couple weeks ago with my upstairs neighbor and you know the first time i ever had fireball and you know whatever happened we were drunk and we fooled around and whatever and then she said don't tell my parents it's like she's in her late 30s and i'm fucking like 43 at 44 at the time you know that's fireball you're an alcoholic um you know it's but there's there's marketing to it you know it's like like red bull it's not an alcohol but it was like the worst it's one of the worst fucking things i've ever put in my mouth except my own cock um it's that was the second worst uh, thing it's highly addictive Um, (laughs) my own cock yeah absolutely i want to let all the ladies know look i can tell you firsthand my cock is delicious um (laughs) I don't know. It's a long time ago, and I had a stroke. I was in that MRI machine. <laughs>
0: He's imagining something happened. at the, Right? Know. So no, no. Uh, you know.
1: But but there, the the idea that you who two billion dollars. I think yeah, George
0: Clooney wasn't he? He sold uh, was it? He, what was he involved with? Patron or tequila?
1: Something like uh, was it Patron? I it was think one so. of those. Yeah. And, uh, as a matter of fact, you know that uh, that, that Letterman Netflix series, um, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and I think his next guest is someone I've never heard of. Um, probably because it's the person that they replaced uh, former Senator Al Franken with. I think he was going to be one of the guests, but not anymore. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, George Clooney's on on this episode, and he was always a good guest on, on Letterman but uh he he was a partner in one of the big um yeah. like liquor brands um yeah. and it, it may have been patron i'm not sure i'm not sure either so
0: uh this week the uh kids decided they would rather stay around home for f- spring break instead of going to denver
1: really you're yes. gonna, you're gonna, you going you going pulled the plug on the denver trip uh we
0: pretty much decided yeah that we're, we're gonna you know if you if <laughs> uh you know it's like we go spend you know four grand uh running around for a week uh entertaining kids or uh stay home uh we're, we're probably going to take maybe a day trip somewhere uh just to do something in there but uh yeah they decided we're gonna they, here's, here's what here's what was their pitch they said uh they started looking at uh what the weather was like in denver and how warm it was and they said um i've, I've got them convinced that, that that is a place we have to go visit uh but they want to go when it's warmer out so uh, we decided we'll do it in june when it's warmer out so yeah, we're still going but not
1: next week right not on this yeah yeah so well, what's the plan like do you, do you know where you're going for your day trip
0: uh it's no not yet there there's a uh we've had some discussion we're i live uh about f-, it's about a four and a half five hour drive to uh the mall of america if, if you've heard of that yeah, uh,
1: four and a half you said yeah yeah, yeah i know right the mall of america yeah. mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so uh or uh, we may do something uh either might go to madison wisconsin or maybe even Des Moines, Iowa to, to see what's uh, happening over there. There's some things. Some
1: uh, Des Moines. How far, some from, how far are you from How uh, far are you from Des Moines? Uh,
0: Des, Mones, uh,
1: Des Moines. Des <laughs> Moines. Yeah, we're it's not uh, French, two right? hours. Two hours. Two hours. And what about from Chicago? Are you like two and a half, three hours? Uh, three ish, somewhere three-ish. Right around there.
0: Three to four, depending on where you're going in Chicago and what time of day. And
1: and then what are you? What are you from? Like west, like southwestern Michigan, like five and a half. <laughs> yeah i'm just just i'm just throwing i'm just i'm just, yeah. I'm, just, throwing, I'm, just, try, I'm, just I'm trying to get i have map. no idea where the fuck cedar rapids <laughs> iowa is like honestly if i had it on a map i couldn't couldn't tell you uh, really. beautiful
0: we're, we're basically eastern iowa so
1: um okay yeah it's yeah it's, i'd have to pull up a fucking other, map other I don't than know. Movie, I, I'm like, cedar in, rapids yeah mm-hmm. most people don't know how many i states are there there's uh indiana iowa uh, yeah. idaho did yeah. i get them all did uh, i just do it there's
0: well, but no. we all, very often when you're when you're in conversation with people about you know, if, like if I was to go to California, uh, like when I was living out there, uh, and you start talking to people, and they say, uh, "Where are you from, man?" Um, which is somebody from <laughs> California. Um, I seriously had this happen. Uh, the surfer dude in Malibu was asking me where I was from, and I said I was from Iowa, and he goes, "Oh wow, well, man, far out." He goes, "Is that like the potatoes, man? Right?" And I'm like. <laughs> No, uh, no, or, or no, that's it's the other eye. One that's, of the, yeah, that's Idaho, and he goes, yeah. Oh, you guys, you're the Buckeyes. I'm like no, that's Ohio. <laughs> He's looking really confused. <laughs> I go, Iowa, Idaho,
1: yeah, Iowa, Idaho, Iowa, Idaho, yeah. Iowa.
0: So they actually sell a shirt if you go down to uh, the, the, like the campus bookstores and stuff down in Iowa City. Uh, one of the more popular items is a shirt that says uh, University of Iowa, uh, Idaho City, Ohio. So, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we're aware. <laughs> There's some confusion there. I heard, uh, well, it was actually, it was during the Oscars. There was some guy that I don't remember... What his name was but there was some guy that was one of the presenters and he was this indian no he's pakistani he was a guy that was from pakistan apparently he, he moved emigrated uh, from pakistan and then lived in iowa for some point at some point and then um went on to hollywood like i don't remember which, which award it was or who the hell he was but um he mentioned that he was from pakistan and iowa which are both places that people from california can't locate on a map so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> guy apparently a guy who lives in new jersey and is from new york possibly couldn't pinpoint. I could possibly do Iowa. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it right now. I'm going to try to figure out what's, what the adjoining states are? No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look. look the, the U.S. map. Right, gonna no look names. The map. No, I'm going to look at a map right now. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. No names. All right. Oh, shit. I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> All
0: right. See, there's I Texas. Name, I can name wait, most wait. of them. It gets a little... Uh, for me, it gets a little tricky when you get out into it and even though i've been to new england yeah, but, and i've been around there i just uh, sometimes um, i've got to really think about it i've got to think the, okay. but
1: those are easy to me not just because i'm from the northeast but because of the shapes but like all those midwest you got all these fucking like all right so i know what michigan looks like and i can kind of go from there but you've got these like rectangular states like it's, well you I, if you go down nor- from from like north dakota south
0: dakota <gasps> nebraska kansas Oklahoma's got, um, you know, the panhandle, but a yeah. lot of those are pretty Louisiana's yeah. easy-ish.
1: Yeah. Florida's Ish, is yeah. easy. Texas is, is the easiest, I'd say. Yeah. California's pretty damn easy. Yeah. So then is California. So did Ooh, you find shit. it yet? Did you located mm, it? No, that's too far west. That's too far west. That's uh, Minnesota's easy. Mm, it's not shaped like any of the rest. I, is it, it hmm. right hmm. In, the middle, in the middle top? Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle top. Um, kind of pointy d- thing sticking off.
0: Uh, the, if you're looking at it on the right side, y- yep, yep.
1: Okay. I, no, that's the yep, 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 Right, right yep. under there. There's Iowa, there's Iowa. If you're if you're uh, located, Real, see, yeah. so here's the thing about this Midwest, it's not really West at all. <laughs> no. like, like, that's the thing that's really fucking confusing about it. it it's like that's not to me,
0: yeah, I don't know. Put, I've
1: never gotten a rule around, yes, but I'm like. You know, you guys are Central Standard, right? are we're, we're yes. e- I'm Eastern, you're Central, and I right. know that, like Michigan, Indiana, you're right on the cusp. Yeah, right. So
0: people put uh, people put Ohio, sometimes even Pennsylvania, and the, they, they refer to that as being West Coast. I was like, what? what you <laughs> you, I, not West Coast, I, <laughs> no, but, Midwest. You, excuse <laughs> me, but Ohio, I don't even think of really as being Midwest, because um, to get to Ohio, I mean, like Michigan, okay, that's. Referred to, I guess, as Midwest as well. That doesn't but really make not, sense. It's not
1: though. Me. It doesn't fucking. It's not.
0: No, it you doesn't see, make sense either. If you've spent any time in Detroit or whatever, the, the, there's nothing like that that's <laughs> represented you know, anywhere else.
1: Major League Baseball before they went the the National League and the American League before they went to three divisions. They, it, it used to be the National League East, the National League West, the National League uh, the American League East and West, and the Detroit Tigers were in the East. Which, to me, makes sense. It totally makes sense. If you were to split the country right in fucking half, like, yeah, there you could possibly have teams from Texas, one that's in the east and one that's in the west, if you split, kind of split it in half, in terms of land mass. Right, right. Right, if you went down right to the tip, like the eastern tip of Texas all right this is Uh dumb this is a dumb (laughs) you know what i'm done i think this is what episode is 36 we're done Uh, this is it we're talking about states and no i really i'm terrible at geography
0: and that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age Bonus
1: content at unbecomingofage.com Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher Find us on social media at Age. And sometimes when we touch